Ayan. Okay, Warren. Well, uh, I guess I'll start. Um, hey, that was weird. All... Well, I thought you was going to start. <laughs> yeah, since you were hosting the show, I thought you were going to. I was fixing my light. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Talking Elite. Now, this is a big, big new show for us. But there's also a reason why the show's awesome and big because thanks to the man here, Connor, gave us this wonderful podcast for us to give us a wonderful conversation. Happy one year anniversary, y'all. It is the All Lead Zones one year anniversary. And so, you good? Did you guys catch all that? Uh, Bits and pieces. Sort of, you were moving so much, I think it was throwing you off. Yeah, it's up. Oh, what is the... <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so this is our one year anniversary show. Um, there we go. I'm so excited to have. Uh oh. Wow. Dang it, Aiden. You're frozen. <laughs> All right. We good? <laughs> okay. All right. So, it. And I'm so glad that you guys my friends started. Um, we good? I need to restart. Is my internet messed up, or is it everybody else's? No, because I'm messed up. Mine's, no, mine's fine. fine. Yeah, mine's. <laughs> we'll fix that editing later. <laughs> I think we're good. Okay, I think we're good now. We good? All right. So, welcome everyone. So. To get this started in a very positive note, what has been your guys' favorite like streaming moment you guys have had on the show this year? Wow. <clears throat> mm. I think it might be Carly. I don't know. <laughs> I think Carly uh, fell asleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, did Did we even have an opening? I got first. We. Well, this is this is how the first episode went. This podcast, um, of course, it was a bad night that night. Uh, we had just incredible. No show this. It was a big mess. Um, so this is a recap of that of first episode. Yeah. No, but uh, we're talking about favorite moments. I think for me, I would say uh, getting to talk to Sabu. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm still jealous of that one. <laughs> was uh, how was that interview? Was he was, was he like one of your first interviews with uh, the, with the podcast, uh, Aiden? Yeah, that was mine. I um I can't remember if there was there was another one, but I, my availability is not the best, so that's why I, that was the first and I think the only one that I've gotten to do. So yeah, but uh, I, I love Sabu. I love his work. I love ECW. So that was very cool for me. So uh, mine's gonna have to be something involved with Chris. Um, <laughs> one night we were, um, I can't remember which one it was, but we were talking about something. Then some dog, somehow ro- old dog or road dog got involved. And uh, 
we were talking about something and Chris and Road Dog had a falling out. I don't know what it was about. But apparently uh Chris tried to get into his daughter's head or something. And it was just it was the whole thing. What? Uh we we went on like fifteen minutes like busting out laughing. I think uh, like Adam was here for that. Uh, mm-hmm. you're just busting out laughing this whole story. And uh, that was that was something else. Any anything with Chris is something else. Hmm. I think I think I have uh, two favorite moments. Um, streaming was obviously the first episode I was on with you guys. I think it was a live episode of Dynamite Reactions. It was a Dynamite React show. Um, and then two was the Alex Shelley interview. I think that was a a really cool time with all of us getting to ask him questions and everything like that. So. I mean, so far, I mean, I've, I mean, only been in on since March. I've, I've actually enjoyed my time doing all this with you guys. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just great to have a community of people to actually talk to about it. Yeah. Definitely one of the most positive things I've, um, I've been a part of in wrestling for in a while. Like you guys really do make it a lot of fun each week that we have the show. So uh, what about you, Carly? What was, what's been your favorite part of the, being part of the podcast? So you can hear me. I think my internet's being like really slow. So if I'm breaking up, just somebody send me a message. <laughs> um, well, you're not breaking up. We can hear you. Your okay. your video just keeps freezing. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Um, Connecticut internet for you. But uh, yeah, I think one of my favorite streaming times was when we were doing the Dynamite review. I think. Me and Connor had some, we were just dying laughing through some of them. Um, we had some really funny ones and uh, all of our Marina Shafir moments <laughs> that we were laughing about. And I, I think we, I loved the interview we had with Bryce Rumsberg. That was one of my favorite interviews we did. He was such a nice guy and it was so interesting. He like really let us in on a lot of, uh, things that I didn't really realize that the refs did and a lot of interesting aspects of his um, role. I, it just, and he was so nice. Like he was such a chill dude that I, that was super fun. Like I didn't even feel like an interview. I wasn't nervous. It just felt like talking to somebody. So if we're going to feel something organic for him, off with it, you know, um, have a good organic conversation with him. And yeah, I bet he, you know, I bet to sit down with him, like to have that insight from a referee perspective, that that's awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Um, I think for myself, um, one of the things that I enjoyed this year was Matt Taven. Um, he was my first interview. He was um, super nice. I did like learning about how he wears uh, purple because of his uncle that had cancer. So I really do like that that touch. And then of course, you know, the, my other favorite part was this. This was just a, a one that happened recently, but. Um, when I took over the uh, Rampage stream, and uh, it was just an awkward show with just Chris and I, but it was so much fun. And then just going, it's time for the main event, <laughs> like times in a row, just, <laughs> just just to get a reaction out of them. And it was just it was just a weird fun night, but <laughs> I just love that new inside joke we have. So yeah, that, that's that's got to be one of my favorite moments too. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take. Question to say, Chris and mine, but I'm gonna go with the uh, Buddy Matthews interview. Um, that was a good one. Like uh, talking to Buddy Matthews, and um, 
Yeah, I'll have to go with Buddy Matthews. Uh, can talk to him. That's another big name that you and Bobby were able to get for the show. Uh, so for those of you guys that don't know, I'm going to ask Connor this. Um, so Connor, how did you come up with the All Elite Zone podcast idea? Like, what inspired you to come on board and start the show and give now your your huge AW AZ, you know AZ family? Like, how did like how did you come up with the idea to give us this platform and start your own podcast? Uh, this was in the making of 2018. Uh, I had this idea. I got into Impact Wrestling, and uh, I would say 2018. I got into Impact. Um, as WWE was going through the shits and uh, never was coming back. Uh, <laughs> uh, try watching Impact. Uh, basically, everyone who's in AEW now came from Impact. Uh, Brian Cage, Ethan Page, Lucha Bros, Santana and Ortiz. Um, there's others. Uh, but Impact, to me, started getting a little sour. Um, it was, uh, I guess, around uh, when Tessa Blanchard won the Impact World title and then people started to leave Impact and then stuff came out about tessa and then it was um but then in uh 2018 uh, at the end there was rumors of aw um but at first i, th- I think it was like jericho was start jericho jim ross and shad khan was having a promotion together and jim ross is like i'm not running my own wrestling company but it was actually AEW. um i'll say uh 2021 um I got back into watching Impact through the pandemic a little bit, and um, I had this idea. Like, I want to help support AEW, and I want to see them grow. Uh, so I had the idea. I like the Impact Zone, uh, and I like AEW. So the All Elite Zone that I came up with, the zone part in the in this on this podcast i came a little bit off this other podcast called total nonstop impact uh, I, I should mention them first but they're a layout uh it's like an impact podcast but doing it in my own style we're just an AEW, all AEW podcast i had that um i had that mindset i, I really like their podcast and i like how they had set up and all that and basically going off the impacts and i love the name the impact zone. the team was in the impact zone in orlando florida uh, i love the impact zone so i thought and AEW did not start at first because i had AEW dark universal studios the tna was in all elite zones we started at first and i i've got i've got trademarked um they work or they can't take that um but i, I got it from team for most of impact um Bills came on a few, here a few times uh, in their podcast, but I basically got it um, from the total nonstop impact and watching impact wrestling. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's how it came to be. Yeah, it's you know we've you, you definitely have came a long ways as a producer and you know the showrunner. You know you've you know you've had what three or four shows a week at this point right now. We have almost three hundred subscribers. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a very big accomplishment. And thank you so much, like, for getting this started for us. So yeah, thanks, Connor. Thank you, Connor. And, like, yeah. and also just shout out to all you guys, too. Like, you guys are always super kind and trying to get us, you know, each one of us to be better each week. So I'm very thankful you guys would be able to be part of the show. Uh, so 
Next question for y'all. So what match this year has been your favorite standout match that we've watched together? Is there like one that kind of strikes out or like a specific moment that you guys like, are like, dang, so glad we watched that together. Uh, is, it, is it cool if I start? Yeah. My, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to open up my little tab that I have all my wrestling matches in. But the first one that comes to my mind is the Acclaim versus Swer- Swerve in Our Glory at All Out this year. Because very few wrestling matches, at least for me, mm-hmm. uh, I'm able to like actually question if what I know is going to happen. Like I, I knew that going into that one that uh, Swerve and Keith Lee were going to retain, but while watching it, I was I was blown away, and I really thought that the Acclaim had a good chance of it, especially once Max Caster lifted Keith Lee. Those it's just matches like that that make you like realize, oh man. They might be able to do it. it for for me, uh, another one that felt a lot like that was Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan in uh, 2018. One that you really don't know who's going to win. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for me, I, I have to go Acclaim versus Women Are Glory. I gotta go with you too, man. I mean, I'm with I'm with you on that because that was that was special right there because the storytelling itself. I mean, it was there organically, and how over they were and i mean that night was the whole thing was special and then whenever then whenever they won the crowd went nuts that pop was was it's it was up there with stone coat with the stone coat steve austin pop it was the it was that big so yeah i'm with you on that one Andy. um i'm gonna stick with you guys in the same realm of tag team wrestling um there's been a lot of good tag matches this year in AEW, and i love the emphasis on tag team wrestling i I think it's probably one of my favorite things in pro wrestling is tag team wrestling um but i I have to go way back to revolution and it'd have to be that triple threat match with uh 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 uh, the (laughs) jungle boy and lucha versus um red dragon and the young bucks um, for yeah. some reason, that triple threat tag match just blew me away. Um, I enjoyed the chemistry with all six guys in the ring. Um, I mean, I, I don't know why, but it brought me back to all the TLC matches in the WWE, um, you know, with the Hardys and with Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys. So that kind of yeah. gave me reminiscence of those kind of early days of those kind of triple threat tag team matches and everything like that. Um, and I just enjoy tag wrestling. I, I really do. You know, I like individual, like one-on-one matches because the storytelling's there too. But I also like tag wrestling because the story is even more because now you got two guys involved with two other guys and now everything, like you could bring more stuff into it. So I think that's why I yeah. like tag team wrestling so much. Yeah, tag team, like I said, especially in AEW, that's one thing I'm glad they're still focusing on and haven't, you know, changed or gone back with, you know, back on. You know, that's one thing I, I, I think they separate themselves from Impact or you know WWE because of that, you know, because of the specifics. We have a stacked. We, we still do. We still have one of the best, you know, stacked tag team, you know, on the roster with FTR, you know, House of Black, Bucks. You know, you have we have a lot of great, great tag team wrestling. Connor, what about you? Like, what's been something that's been like a match that stood out to you this year? Does ROH count as AEW? Since... Yeah, well, they're under their banner now, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, ROH, Death Before Dishonor. Uh, FTR versus the Briscoes 2, two out of three falls. Uh, I was, everyone expecting the main event to be Gresham versus Claudio, but uh, switched uh, basically the reverse. 
um, that match was well, when you thought it was over. Like it took them like thirty minutes just to have the one fall, have the two or three falls. Like thirty minutes just to get that one fall. And then, um, I thought Briscoe was gonna win the whole thing, but and Dax and Cash like have all these injuries from like shoulder injuries. Uh, uh, Cash Wheeler's hand, I believe, on a dynamite, he like cut it real bad or something. The yeah, match. that was like, gruesome. And they keep yeah. going and going and going and going, and like they have no stop. And uh, they went through tables in this match. And like when you think that they're that they're not going to kick out, like kick out, and the crowd reaction was so good. Um, FTR this year, I don't care what the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the Usos, <laughs> FTR is tag team of the year. Uh, yeah. They put so many banger yeah, tag sure. team matches. Yeah. The only thing the Usos have done is when against the New Day, like that thousandth time, maybe the Street Profits, but um, this <laughs> match, like, uh, it's coming up, yes, Saturday, uh, FTR versus Briscoe's three in a tag team dog collar match. Dog um, collar match. I feel like FTR I'm and so... Briscoe's are going to have the tag team feud of this decade. Um, I, I agree. Really have I'll one see of the best, best of three series this year. I see a FTR and Briscoe still cage match in the one day a parking lot match, a street fight. I see all kinds of stipulations yeah. over these next few years. Um, but I'm going uh, FTR versus Briscoe's two at Death Before Dishonor. That was a good one. Um, I would have to go. I think I think for me, just because I'm a huge Darby Allen fan, so I'm gonna have to go with Darby Allen and CM Punk with having Punk's first match back. Like I thought. I thought Punk looked great in it. Darby, of course, his crazy bumps and selling really, really tied the match together. And especially to give Punk, you know, basically a huge welcome back. And to see almost like a passing of the torch. I feel like that's, yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily the right word, but I think, you know, Darby Allen, I think he will be as big as CM Punk is. And just the match, you know, his promo, just him calling out Darby as soon as he debuted, you know, that was just, that was probably my favorite, like, that was probably my favorite, like segment, and then into a match like of the year. Hmm. We're talking about twenty one or twenty two. Was it twenty two? No, it was twenty one, huh? Wasn't it? <laughs> Dang, I might be yeah. old. Well, then I'm gonna go. Okay, okay. If we're gonna go twenty twenty two, then then I'm gonna go with. I'll I'll go with my other my second favorite match of the year. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Danielson, and I'm gonna have to go with Danielson versus Dax Hardwood. Yeah, was, that oh, match. great choice. That was a good match. I literally long, thought I was too. watching an old WCW match. It it just felt like an old school classic wrestling match. And it just had all the bells and whistles, you know, good near falls, and it made yeah. both wrestlers look strong. I mean, you could say the same thing about the um Danielson versus Daniel Garcia, two out of three falls. Oh, I, I, I thoroughly great. enjoyed that one too. Yeah. I mean, that was just pure yeah, wrestling that was a right banger. there, and I loved it. I loved it. Mm. All right, so Miss Carly, how about you? What was your favorite yeah. match of this year? Oh, match of this year? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think I've spent so much time being angry over matches that didn't come out how I wanted that I didn't focus <laughs> on the good things. <laughs> I spent a lot you overbooked of time doing that, but I did. I did because the the Lucha Brothers and uh, the Young Bucks that the cage match that was twenty twenty one, wasn't it? 
That was a good match, though. No, I know. It's the one that sticks out so much in my head. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm with, um, with Aiden on, uh, the acclaimed and Swerve in Our Glory, even though I was like so upset about that match where they Swerve in Our Glory retained, it was one of those matches that had the magic, you know? We, I think we were talking about that yeah. in the group chat afterwards about the magic. I wish Tony Khan yeah. called, the, called mm-hmm. the audible and, and, uh, you know, had them, had the acclaimed win because they were just so over in that moment. But yeah, I mean, I just I didn't know who was gonna win, and it's really so rare where you just don't know. And it was the magic was there. It was uh, up there, up there in those matches where you just you're suspended in that, in that yeah. belief uh, that wrestling that is real. Yeah. Yep, that it could be anybody's game. And yeah, I bought it. I bought it in that moment. <laughs> Do you ever wonder if um, like Tony did that one on purpose just to see if the acclaimed would be over enough to get the titles? Because I, I, like <laughs> I feel like that I feel like that gave momentum so. into that title win because I don't know. Like, just think about it, the scissor me daddy ass. Like, they've been over with that. Of course, next caster with his raps. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think to see how they would react like in a big championship bout like that, and then shortly after to be able to get those tag titles, like you know. I want. I, I. I'm always curious to pick his brain. I would love to pick his brain and see what he was thinking about it. I, mean, I honestly think. I honestly think it was the original plan. I, I feel, in my opinion, it was the original plan for Swerve and our glory to retain. Um, but I don't think Tony understood that. Holy crap! I probably should have went with the acclaim because of that overall reaction mm-hmm. that Swerve and our glory mm-hmm. got compared to what the acclaim got afterwards. You know, the acclaim took off and they got that that fan feedback and got that crowd behind them so much that Tony just thought to himself, okay, we'll do round two and I'll have the acclaim win. I I just feel like in that moment, it was the original scripted plan for Swerve in Our Glory to retain. But they were just so natural and just with the fan reaction that he he had to continue that story to have them win. I think think it's proof that he does listen to the fans. I think uh, Swerve in Our Glory just won the tag belts. like They just won them. It wasn't and, uh, too far away from their win. Yeah, they just won mm-hmm. them. So I know Tony doesn't like for some, regardless of the TNT title situation. Um, uh, normally he doesn't like to like take the belts off someone right then and there. I uh, like to like, give him a little bit with the have a good decent run. Uh, yeah, they uh, swerved in our glory and uh, the claim has had a great series of matches this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, Most definitely. It, I feel like the acclaim definitely have been like they should be on that tag team of the year list. You know, just somewhere around there, or at least they're like the most. I think they're most improved wrestlers. Of, yeah. At least you know, ta- you know, at least most improved tag team of the year. I'm sorry, I cannot speak tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. I was thinking that too. I was finishing up Wednesday's Dynamite tonight before I got on the show and I was thinking how much they had improved. It's it's they they looked really good against FTR. FTR did a good job putting them over. I mean I, I mean you gotta remember good. and the, you gotta remember that Tony put Max and, and uh, um I was about to oh my god. I can't even think of Bowens. names right now. It's Bowens. yeah thank you. Oh Bowens. yeah Bowens. I put put Max and Bowens together like just out of the blue. And they came up with a gimmick that just it just ran. 
and it just mm -hmm. worked for them. And, you know, they got heat in the beginning, but then they turned that corner of becoming a face tag team and the fans just got behind it. And I think it's just a natural ability for someone like that, for two people to just come together and say, hey, how can we make this work? We're teaming together. How can we make this work as a team? What's our shtick? What's our gimmick? You know, what are some of our move sets? What are what's our finishers called? Like our tag team finisher. And then you get so they're coming out to rap the rap songs, like rapping coming out. So what's our finishing move? The mic drop. Like it's right. perfect. They they roll with it. And that just shows yeah. the genius of how uh Bowens and Caster just work together as a team naturally. One thing that yeah, um, or, yeah exactly. I think one thing that um I know Bully Ray taught me this trick. Um I, so there was a saying that he had out there that you can tell when a wrestler is over by just closing your eyes and just listening to how the crowd reaction. If you would have closed your eyes, you would have like said so you heard how over not just FTR was, but the acclaim were again just as loud as chance or if not louder last night. Like you could yeah. definitely tell that the fans were hundred percent behind you know the acclaimed. You know, the it felt almost like a Madison Square Gardens or like a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania type match. So to have just, you know, to be able to witness that, you know, I wish I was there live for it. That's how I would love to, like, love that match. So yeah, the thing yeah, is, I is think, that like, the thing is, is that it wasn't shoved down our throats. It was, mm. it was all organic. It was all on its own. You know, it wasn't like a Jade or a Reigns kind of, kind of right. around or kind of push. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that I have to admit, we at least have a little more organic things when it comes to, um, at least when it comes to Dynamite. So, yeah. Rampage, our story. But um, the other uh, thing I was going to ask you guys, Ted. I, I was just going to mention Sorry, that Tony Khan's going to start beefing up the Rampage cards. Which will yeah. Needs to. Well, I yeah. feel like the one, you know, tomorrow looks actually really promising. John Moxley versus Kenosha is going to be insane. Oh, it's going to be so oh, good. Dude, it's going to be a great, like, just strong style fight. Mm hmm. <laughs> Sorry, but what were you um, saying before I interrupted? Oh no, I was just like kind of like segue into um, like who do you think has been like the most improved like wrestlers this year? Like, if you guys could like you know like who comes to mind when you say, "Man, I'm so glad this guy got better this year," or "Oh my gosh, like this guy killed it this year or late." I know it's not. I'm not. <laughs> you know who it's not. <laughs> Come on. You guys like you can't leave the you know you can't leave the comment section empty. They got I know what you're gonna say. I kind of have a sense. I kind of have a sense who you're gonna say. So no. now, thing is, thing is, this thing, this I may know. not be a popular opinion, but I honestly, honestly think I think Jade has gotten better. She has gotten better over time. I, I agree. With honestly, that. watched the dynamite match, and it was first. not that much better. It's really not. Like I wasn't gonna <laughs> I'm say. Sorry, I'm, I'm like, so sorry. And like I wasn't gonna say Jade. Teach his own. I mean, I think she's gotten a little better over the, over time. You know. Yeah, her matches hype up. Like it makes me like, okay, I'll watch this match because she's able to put that hype into it. And then I never come out thinking like, oh, that was a great match. But I'm still like, okay, it was like serviceable. That's what I always think whenever I watch a match. Which obviously, you know, you shouldn't be talking about. You shouldn't be talking about. Oh, that match is serviceable when talking about a wrestler. But. For Jade's, I feel like she's able to carry her hype so well that it masks a lot of uh, the flaws of her matches. Because when I yeah. when I was growing I mean, up, she's better I think than gymnastics... she was day one. Put it like that. Yeah, big time. And I'm I'm five foot eight, and my gymnastics coach would say, when you mess up, it's more noticeable because you're very tall, you know. And it, I feel that way with Jade. It's like she's just she takes up so much presence in the ring that when she's not performing, like 
very well. It it's just so noticeable, unlike a Kira Hogan sized person, where it's like if you kind of flub up, you know, like you can hide it a little bit better. And it's just like Jade's right. greenness just shines so bright. <laughs> Her size. <laughs> yeah, I think if she didn't have that TBS championship, I think people would be talking about her at least in a more positive light. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, is she is she overrated? Yes. I mean, I will say she, but yes, she, she is overrated, but she has improved. I mean, do I love everything that she does? I mean, obviously, like her the money bikini, it was amazing. Like her outfits and everything, it's great. It's I love everything about her. It's just I wish she wrestled a little better. I'm going to go um, for the most improved. No, go ahead, Counter. Uh, I was going to say my uh, most improved wrestler. Um, God, I had him. Oh, someone else okay. go. Okay, um, because I have two, because I'm going to do one in the male division and one in the female division. That's how I kind of want to do it. Uh, male division, um, since breaking off as a tag team, I, I love the kid to death. And you guys heard me talk about him last night during our Dynamite reaction, but Jungle Boy. I, I am telling you, Jungle oh, Boy yeah. Jack Perry, over this past year alone, has really grown into a great single competitor. And I love his character arch where he has to get the monkey off his back, or in this case, the dinosaur, you know? I mean, right. I'm I'm still waiting for that solid one-on-one -on -one match with Christian Cage. I mean, I, I really hope they have it pay off. I mean, because it's just been a long storytelling. Fortunately, Christian Cage being hurt doesn't help. But I, I honestly think Jungle Boy Jack Perry has really improved as a singles competitor since he broke away uh, from Luchasaurus as a tag team. As Jungle Express and and or Jurassic Express, sorry. Um, so I honestly think he's my most improved this year. For females, you guys might be shocked on who I say it, but it's the current women's champion, Jimmy Hater. I, I honestly think I know she's still tied down with the whole Rebel and Britt Baker, but my God, when that girl gets in the ring, she is a worker. She's a hard hitter. I mean, we saw it with the match with Tony Storm, you know, throwing yeah. throwing elbows that both of them just going hardcore on each other, like in that match, just pounding each other. I mean, she broke Tony's nose for Christ's sake in that match um, at full gear. Yeah, and and honest and honestly, I remember because reading about her, her and Tony roomed together. A lot, especially during the yeah. quarantine time during COVID. I mean, they've they've done indies together. I mean, they've wrestled each other on the indies, so they know each other very well. So when you put them in that ring and AEW in that match, that match blew me away. And yes, I agree. I think Jamie should have won that title at that fatal four-way match instead of full gear. Uh the crowd mm. was ready for it. And now I'm just waiting for her to break away from Brit and Rebel and do her own thing. But yeah, those are my two improved wrestlers. So yeah, I, I agree with like with that one. That like those are. Oh, sorry, Mr. Jacobs. All right, Mr. Jacobs, you want to go? Oh, I just went. <laughs> is it is, uh, is it oh, cool in mine? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. For mine, even though I was agreeing that uh, Jade, I, I was just defending Jade. Jade's not my pick for this. This one. I have two. First one is Billy Stark's been really fun to watch on the indies. Uh, I think she's only 18 years old, which is just insane. So much she's for really, really there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, wow. she's really young. Yeah. Nick Wayne is also up there. He's just going to keep getting better and better. I cannot wait until he's in AEW. But for my, like, number one definitive pick, Sky Blue. Uh, it's probably because I'm biased because she's from Chicago. And it's that's, pick. Yeah. Oh, that, that was a good pick, my bad. I got but, someone else now. I got someone 
but Sky Blue has been consistently improving in every single match. Sky Blue carried that three, uh, the, the three versus three match on Dynamite. Yeah, so, like, she sure becoming did. A, becoming a ring general, <laughs> clearly pairing her up with these veterans is working. It needs to keep doing that. I want to see Sky Blue paired with Ruby Soho. I want to see her paired with Mass and Rain more. Just keep pairing with veterans, and I think they'll be good. Mm-hmm. Good answers. I right, guess I'll go. Uh, yeah, uh, women's. I'm gonna go with Julia Hart. Um, varsity Blondes. Uh, I'm glad they. Uh, it was good for while it lasted. Uh, it was mainly to help Brian Pillman and Griff Garrison the most, really. Uh, and even Brian Pillman admitted that. Um, but uh, ever since she uh, she joined the House of Black, uh, I think Malachi's turned her character up a notch, um, in, in a good in a good way, like. She's only 20, maybe 19, 20 years old right now, maybe 21. Yeah, she's pretty young. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, she's had this amazingly character switch. And her in-ring, uh, even from like her dark matches, her in-ring skills are getting better. Uh, they're, they're quick matches, but she's getting, she's improving over time. Um, yeah. And I think in a few years, she might be a women's champion uh, in the next few years. Um, but I'm glad she's pa- she's paired with someone like Malachi and Buddy Matthews and Brody King to uh, really take her to that next step for career, and um, because she wasn't going to get that in the Varsity Blondes, yeah, she wasn't going to she was going to get that. Uh, but for uh, I guess for male, uh, I'm going to go with Daniel Garcia. Uh, he came to AEW around 2021, I believe, on Dark. Uh, but over time, he got paired with 2.0. Uh, on Dark, he really made a, made a statement. He was on Dynamite a few times and proved himself. Uh, but I'm going with Julie Hart and uh, Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Nice. I think those are, you guys have had some very solid picks. Uh, I think for us, um, this year uh, have been, I know, Wheeler Yuta, uh, pairing him with Mox, you know, and Wheelsy, <laughs> um, he's just like I said. He's just it looks great every week. Feels like his his promos are really coming up to where I think you know he'll be. I think he could break off eventually and be a good you know TNT champion yeah. or go or, or be a champion of Ring of Honor. You know he's got that. He's got a really good presence about him. Uh, and I'm gonna actually probably really agree with Jamie Hader. You know, she's really stepped up. I know partnering her with Britt was a great idea, and I think now that she's coming out of Britt's shadow, I think she'll have a great women's championship run. I think it's going to have us forget about the interim stuff and forget about Thunder Rosa's injury in that run. I think we're. I think she will put that championship back on that pedestal where you know Sheeta and where you know Riho at a time, and then have where Baker had it before she lost it. You know, hey, I, I thought that. Are- uh- I thought Tony Storm had a good reign. Um, champion. Well, that's for, uh, I forgot. Well, cause, yeah, because they announced the first uh, champion. Yes, I'm glad uh, I put on. Well, I talked to uh, Tony. Uh, I was like, you got to make Tony Storm. Like, she lost, and then she's. You put Jamie Harris as a champion, and she did nothing. So I'm glad that they're recognizing her as uh, an official women's champion of an interim. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope they never do that again with any title. You, you have to move on. 
That's like yeah. Seth Rollins got injured in WWE. He had his ACL. So he was out for like seven to nine months. I haven't interim champion that long. But, yeah, uh, we're not the UFC. We're not MMA. Like we don't need. We can't have an champion. But I also wanted to right. comment. Uh, Storm versus. It was definitely the best. Uh, one of the best women's pay per view matches in AEW. Hmm. No, it was a great match. Like, like being there, like being there live. I've never seen well in person. I never experienced a, a women's match like that. Like the crowd bet into it. Like I kind of agree and disagree with David on that one. It was probably the best match this year, but in history, I don't think not so. in history. Mm-mm. It was the lights out match with Britt Baker and oh, yeah. Rosa was by far, oh, and then a close sec a close second to that was the street fight between. Uh, Buddy, Melody, yes, Team Mellow, and uh, was that other? It was um, I can't think of her name. Anna J. Anna J. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that street fight between those two matches. This women's championship match was was I'm sorry, a very close third, but those two matches are by far the two best matches in AEW women's matches. Agree. So I mean that's my opinion. Like it's hard thing. Oh, it's hard thing. My most improved. <laughs> is five star Matt Menard, Daddy Magic. Daddy Magic, yes. He's so <laughs> yeah. over this year. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell okay. you. Last year he's in Dorky 2.0 with their <laughs> with their silly painted vest. I thought they were so lame. And then this year is like the best part of the JAS. Like I have every promo they do, I'm like, is Daddy Magic there? He was in like he got in the five star match. What was it? The stadium. I can't even remember. It was Blood and Guts. I forget which one got five stars. But when he was at it with Eddie Kingston that whole time, it's definitely as far as characters go. And I think Dan Housen is on the trajectory to be improved as well. Like, he didn't do much wrestling this year after injury. But Mm -hmm. I think going into next year, this evil Dan Housen with the teeth is just – it's great. So – and then I keep an eye out for Hook, too. Yeah, Carla loves that. No, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you, on, Carly, on the Danhausen. The, when they reintroduced yes. him as Evil Danhausen with the teeth and the makeup, I popped so hard. Like I, <laughs> you have no idea, because I loved all these indie show, indie matches when he had the teeth and he had the face yes. and the, the no swearing and all this stuff and being aggressive. And it's just so awesome to see him bring that old shtick back too. You yeah. know, it's one of those things that it, it's so weird how Danhausen gets over, but man, hit, like especially like him and Hook. Like that would be a pairing I never mm-hmm. thought would work, but I was very entertained by Hookhausen. And then yeah, you know, I, I'm probably going a little off in our separate ways, but you know what? It was great. It was a great comical, you know, story. And you know, sometimes yeah. you kind of need that in wrestling. Kind of reminds me of right. the Walking Stone connection. Yeah, or yep. Booker T and, and Goldust, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I forgot that team. You guys, awesome. remember, you guys remember? You guys remember when I Goldust? A gold just got shocked, and he was stuttering for like months. Oh yeah, Batista and Randy threw him into the power the power source. Oh my God. He started stuttering like the whole year. <laughs> um, what is there like a, a funny segment this year that you're thinking why like that you're thinking why is this getting over like why like but you're just having a great time with it. Was there like any segments for you guys that it just stood out like that to you guys? Were like, man, I love this. I want to see more of this. Mm. Uh, I'm talking segment of the year. It might, it might be. It, it has to. If I'm talking about like the best segments, yeah, probably something in the MJF versus Punk saga. Those were mm-hmm. just too amazing. 
But in, like, if I'm trying to think of an underrated segment, um, that's really difficult. But just probably anything Ricky Starks has said. That man is – he's so good on the microphone. Did you watch like, his promo uh, from last night? Yeah. I did. I, I only – I watched Dynamite probably about like an hour ago. I just finished it. And that man has eviscerated MJF on the microphone. It was – I've never – like MJF is usually the one who wins. But mm. he – he really he definitively lost in my opinion, which was was crazy to me, and I'm very he, excited he for their match. Right, he he literally put over. I've never seen MJF do this, but putting someone else over in a promo battle with MJF that was a mm-hmm. great call. It's crazy that MJF is able to put people over, and he's like 26 years old. He's has been in this business for no time relative to other wrestlers, and yeah. here he is putting people over already. I mean, you could say the same thing about Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks hasn't been in the in the pro wrestling game for as long as other members of the wrestling community. But I agree with you because Busted Open Radio was praising how Starks went so over MJF because they usually say MJF's really good on the mic. But, man, they mm-hmm. said Starks just outdid him on that microphone last night. And I got to agree with you. Oh, even that, that's, that segment on the mic was great. But if we're talking about, like, segments on TV, and I know we keep talking about him, but, like – it, it, that, that's just ridiculous, but it gets over anytime Danhausen is with best friends and, and Orange Cassidy. I don't know why, but that yeah. gets over every time with the crowd. And it gets me over because I love the pairing of Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Like, I don't know why those two work well together. Like, because because it's like Orange Cassidy just like so laid back and Danhausen's just wild. But I mean, between that and then any anytime, um, I don't know if there's a lot of interview segments I can say that really intrigued me this year. But like I said, anytime that Danhausen is on TV with best friends and Orange Cassidy or heck, any, I guarantee you, any any vignette of the House of Black is by far, uh, they're already over, but I get chills mm-hmm. every time I see a vignette of House of Black. So just every time. And, and that's over, every vignette. They, I mean, they don't even have to – they come out – they're kind of like um, – I'll go off of what Mr. Jacobs had say with Roman Reigns, gonna wreck everyone and leave, you know? So it's like what the House of Black is. We come out, we'll beat the crap out of everybody, and then we're gone. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they do too. Criminally underrated – Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Carly. I was going to say, gonna like, criminally underrated um, hilarity is Nyla Rose. Whenever she gets on the mic, she's funny with her surprise bitch. Oh my god! Like she does. She had. There were so many missed opportunities for her to come at Jade during their little feud that I was upset she didn't get more mic time. Um, and then like for Taz gets me on commentary with the yam bags. Like if you gotta catch the yam, it's just, it's become like this running joke with my my wrestling group chat that I have. We're like yam bag Yahtzee is our group name now. It's just whenever it's like the yam bag region, the yam bag region area, yam bag city, yam bag Yahtzee. Like anytime I hear yam bag reference, I'm just done. I'm all. It just it's. I just I live for it. I live for Taz on commentary. Taz has I been think for very me, great this year. Yeah, especially on Dark. The dude's hilarious. I think mm-hmm. for me, I mean, uh, I think as far as underrated, I mean, segments and also on the microphone, I think people forget about Kingston. The dude, he is fire yes. on the microphone. Oh, so yeah. underrated. I believe so. I still believe and, um, through the nuts. And was it Miro's facing through the nuts or was it Punk? It was, it was Miro's. Nuts. It was, that was Miro's. <laughs> 
Because yeah, it was yeah, redeemed. Redeemed, redeemed, because, nuts. Yeah, redeemed these nuts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. His, yeah. His thing, his thing before full gear when he was, he's just like, I got all this time to talk right now. And then he's talking, he's talking, he's talking, and like putting over the pay per view. And then he goes, Oh, they told me my time's up. Peace out. And he just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I loved it, man. It, man. I'm popular. It. That. <laughs> it's like Deadpool. He just breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's one thing I love about it. I mean, he, he is great on the mic, and people people tend to sleep on him, man. I mean, but seriously, he's something. He's something on that microphone, and like, and you know that when he when he picks it up, he's gonna say something poignant. He's gonna say something that's gonna hit, and that and that will put you in that seat to watch. Yeah. Ethan, Ethan says happy one year anniversary. Josh Barrett. He's from uh, <clears throat> he was talking about from uh, Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, I believe Josh, yeah, uh, that was asking when they were coming to Winnipeg and they're coming next year in uh, in March. They're coming, yeah, mm-hmm. Winnipeg, yeah, I think so. And that, uh, <laughs> Chris is trying to get rid of that. <laughs> Shall we? That show is awesome. Tony Storm, yeah. yep, she was great. I hope she does better next year. Hey David, thank you so much. Hey, where's hey, Ethan? I knew this was gonna come up. No one mentioned Brody last last night. I was like the until first you did. in a while. Until I did, yes, I brought it up. Yeah, until you okay. did. Because, you know, I knew this was gonna get part of the show. <laughs> you go ask him where he's at. Yeah, ask him, man. Shout out to Brody. We have nothing against him. Just just quit bringing him up. Go talk to him. No, no, I forgot. I forgot about the Blues Clues with Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> so good. What did someone steal your name? I don't know how. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's a troll. Uh, Connor, you have a doppelganger out there or something, man? What's going on? Uh, apparently so. Uh, okay. First three. Oh, a little. In the comment section. Shut up, <laughs> I don't think that match happened this year or anytime. I wish that, that's a dream match right there. I'd watch and though if <laughs> to have 13 3D versus oh my gosh, versus the Bucks, it'd be like Hardy's and you know, Christian and, and Edge. Rock and Roll Express. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And this is like I said, this has been just a crazy. It's been a crazy ride this year. I don't know why, but this lately this has been popping me. And I mentioned this last night, but Jake Hager is an underrated saint of sports entertainment. Like him and that I hat, lo- he, him and that hat. Like it, it's just. It, I don't know why, but of late, like I don't, it's become one of my favorite moments and segments that he's done this year. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just it's made me laugh and sing it on Twitter. And seeing it on, <laughs> seeing it on Instagram, and just him in different situations. I cannot wait to see what he does next with it. Like he's got that dang hat over. You know how many people were wearing those purple, yeah. purple bucket hats in attendance last night, and the signs. And dude, like Claudio turned heel last night for like a split second when he punted the hat into the audience. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, like, that was pretty good stuff right there. Though. <laughs> like seriously, like that like. I love. I miss those two as a team. Like I think that would be another cool dynamic to the JS if, if that happens. But I don't think it's going to. 
I don't know. It's just weird that it works. But then again, I guess wacky things work in wrestling. Because on paper, looking at Danhausen, Orange Cassidy, on paper, it should those should not work, right? But looking at how they've got themselves over and took a weird, weird gimmick that either they came up with and just ran, ran with it, and just look at him now. Yeah. So <laughs> that purple hat, man. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna have one for a vlog next week when, when, when I go to uh, Winter is Coming. I'm gonna wear that purple hat, loud and proud. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, when you're working with someone like, um, I mean, uh, to to go to go back to Jake Hager just doing all that. I mean, you go back to someone like working with someone like Chris Jericho. You look at someone like Chris Jericho who constantly reinvents himself, like every like all the time, like every decade. I mean, um, and I think I think they were talking about this. You know, Bully Ray and uh, Dave LeGrec and all them on Busted Open. They they praise Chris all the time. And I praise him too because I've been following that man since his, his ECW transition to WCW days, and yeah. so him reinventing himself every year. When you work with someone like that, and they give you the keys of, "Hey, here's how you reinvent yourself." Jake Hager has those keys. Daniel Garcia has those keys. Daddy uh, Daddy Magic has those keys. You know, everybody within the JAS has those keys now from Chris Jericho, helping them reinvent themselves through this business. And that's what I love about it. And I love how Jake Hager can get that shtick over. Especially with Sammy. Like, Sammy and, and Tay have just kind of – they took the heat that, they, that was given to him because of the whole, you know, drama with him and his ex – but mm-hmm. that, that to me, it was just funny that they got so much heat about it. They're just super like they're almost as obnoxious as the Miz and Maurice are with how much they kiss and make out. Like, oh, you mean Edge. you mean Edge, yeah. and, Edge and Lita? Yeah, Edge oh, and Lita. Was, yeah, Edge, yeah, Edge and Lita. Edge too, and Lita. Yeah. <laughs> well, then again, they didn't do a live sex act yet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I was about the House of Black. Um, the color video packages are so good. And the interest is so good. I was uh, if AEW would have signed Wyndham Rotunda for the Dark Order, and they would have kept Alan Angels and Stu Grayson, a uh, House of Black versus Dark Order cinematic match with how good, with how yeah. great of a creative person Wyndham is, and Malachi's put over this House of Black thing so good. And AEW's video package is so good, like a cinematic match of a Wyndham Rotunda Dark Order. Versus the House of Black would have been, yeah, that'd been a dark cinematic match. Yeah, that'd been fun to it's watch. Weird, right like, there. I wonder if they actually had talks about it. You know, I wonder how close were they to signing him until Trips took over. Like, was it? A I feel like Wyndham, or do you think Wyndham was dark? Was Dark Order's last chance to survive? I feel like he was. But I'm also thinking that he's. I mean, with the price of what what you can get him for, I don't. I don't know if anyone would have coughed up that much, especially with the hiccups they hit with, you know, with with the money to CM Punk and everything's going on with him, and you know, Tony cashing out to all these people he's re, he's signing and not really focusing on his homegrown talent. And I think he's realizing that now too. I think, like we all talk about on this podcast, Tony's a really smart yeah. business guy. He's a really smart yeah. guy. He's starting to figure that out. He's like, I need to focus on my homegrown talent um, and get them going. You know, hence, you know, even though, like, I don't know if it's organically or it was playing. I, I know it was planned, but getting the belt on MJF, you know, putting over people like Jungle Boy Jack Perry, getting Darby mm-hmm. Allen out there all the time. You know, even the female wrestlers, Britt Baker's been there since, you know, day one. She's put, she's getting people over again with Jamie Hayter and Rebel, you know. And, yeah. and I think with, with, with Wyndham, I mean – you, you sign someone like that, you're hitting really hard in your bank account, and now you're just 
you're in this nope. world where like, well, now creatively, he's got freedom, but where do we go with it? Because the production mm -hmm. value on that would be really yeah, the production high. would have been like not even just signed and Wyndham, like the production you have to put into that. And uh, they yeah. paid MJF a hefty lot of money. In 2024, they're gonna be paying him a lot of more money to stay. Yeah, <laughs> so, like MJ, I don't think MJF's doing it anywhere. I don't think another so part of it, I. Th Another part of it, I think, is that AEW is more sports-based, whereas WWE, you're able to get away with the supernatural and stuff like that. Like House of Black, mm -hmm. that's like cutting it really close with AEW's like presentation. It's not like the borderline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where they can whereas still do the sports I, in the entertainment portion. Whereas like right now, what Bray Wyatt is doing is that's so like far gone from what AEW like is fundamentally. What is he doing right now? I think he's like. <laughs> I, uh, I think he's like he escaped from some some kind of a insane asylum. I'm assuming. So so right now. So I'm sorry to cut you off, Aiden. If if, no, I, okay. if I can if I think if I think correctly, reading into it, because you know I have no hate against WWE. Some of their products good. Some of their product is kind of iffy. You know, I just I'm more loyal to AEW because of the matches they put on, because of the stories that go that go on. But I'm not against WWE. There's a lot of good stories there, and there's a lot of good matches there. Um, but with Wyndham, I think what they're doing is they're trying to introduce this new thing, this new story about the Wyndham Six where they're trying to bring the characters from the fun house that he had when he was, you know, um, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend to life. Like the characters from that fun house, like the witch and all that, like he's, they're trying to bring them to life and use like wrestlers within the company to portray those characters. So I think that's what's another plan going in. They're kind of introducing like this new character called Uncle Howdy. Yeah. Uncle and uh, my, and well, no, but, and rumors are going on that it's that it's it's Bo Dallas, his his actual brother plays the character. Mm -hmm. So they re-signed Bo Dallas, is what I'm hearing. What I gotta do is Bo leave. Yeah, and then also they, they, flashed, they they flashed a, a phone number that if you called it, it had a message that was a person who was saying they're they're Bray's psychiatrist and that he's like extremely <laughs> mentally unstable and he has violent tendencies and everything. So it feels like they're almost doing two stories at once. It feels like there's so much going on with Bray Wyatt. I love Bray Wyatt. So uh, like The Fiend, when he debuted, well, not after the, the Seth Rollins thing, but like mm he's -hmm. seeing the concept of what he can become. I was really excited about that. Yeah. Because it just wouldn't work in our in our world of AEW. Mm -hmm. Look at Broken yeah. Matt Hardy. That, you know, that that just failed. And Tony even admits, mm -hmm. like said, he he's like, I'm not going to have that happen again. Unless Matt can figure out a way, because that whole like teleporting segment did not do AEW justice. I feel like a lot of the reason that Broken Matt Hardy failed was also because it was during the pandemic, which was yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That, it would have it helped if there was actually so much, people there. It requires so much like fan participation. But uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to watch wrestling, not play Dungeons and Dragons, and I love Dungeons and Dragons, and there's a time and place for it. But <laughs> there's uh, it's not during my wrestling. No, uh, well, well. Uh, that, that's later. That's tomorrow night's podcast. I was gonna say, uh, in the Matt Hardy Ethan Page, it looks like Matt Hardy's slowly going back to his broken character. Slowly. Yes, uh, I watched yeah, the clips from that. I love it. Um, last night, he was doing the delete more. He was mm. doing that. But that, that, that mouth that he did. But uh, Jeff Hardy being out a little while, this is the perfect time to bring that back. Uh, not knowing what Jeff comes back, you bring Willow. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that. You know about Willow? <laughs> I, want to see I mean, Jeff if done the right way, I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Impact just did. Uh, I don't know. I've I've both seen uh, Brother Nero than Willow. 
<laughs> brother yeah brother nero, nero that, that was a better character yeah i enjoyed brother nero more yes i'm down for that so is there anything um do you guys have any goals this year for our podcast is there anything that you guys want to you know try to do for our show going forward or is there anything that you guys um want to improve on with yourselves like is there something that you guys like vision that you guys see for the podcast or something that you guys want to keep bringing to the table for me, it's my attendance on this podcast. Yeah, the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on more. We make three and three. Three for three, I guess. So. <laughs> three for three? Yeah. yeah. I've Team, been really busy. Uh, come on the podcast more. <laughs> yeah. I, I've just been busy with, like, uh, I, I'm transferring schools right now in the process of that, plus work oh, gotcha. at the school, plus Life plus happens, man, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's painful right now, but... uh. I do want to be on more, and I, I will try during uh, this next semester coming up. Okay, I'd like to see more interviews. Thing. You know, us bring in more interviews, and you know, we've done so many great interviews so far. I want to see a lot more that you know, you know, and 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 you know, interview more. You know, indie stars and and in in these stars that that are on TV also, and also gain more gain more subscribers through through all this. And I mean. Make the channel bigger. Just all you know, do it all together, you know. I'm going to piggyback off what Mr. Jacob said. Um, not only just indie stars and other and other star like wrestling stars, but I feel like we could bring on more guests that are in the wrestling community. Um, I keep talking about them, but man, how awesome would it be if we get someone from Busted Open on here and talk oh, to them? Awesome on how they how they got it? Yeah, and how do they got into yeah. it? And you know where they started, how they how they grew their stuff. You know, we want to grow something as a podcast. How did they start with their podcast? You know, when did it all begin? Yeah. Who had the conception for? You know, you talk to those guys, or you talk to people that have literally been around the wrestling business for so long, and now they just go places. You know, um, so I mean, that's mm. one goal that love to see for this podcast so um and like and like aiden said you know i just moved to florida out of tennessee so it's like it, it's like a whole new thing for me to try to reset myself so that's why i hadn't been on a lot but now that i'm starting to settle down here in florida i'm able to maybe have time to do more i mean i was on last night with dynamite for like the first time in a while and now i'm yeah. here tonight you know and and one thing i'm looking forward to is we talked about last night is the ken shamrock interview you know, next oh, week. Like, I am stoked for that. I'm very stoked for that. I've been yeah. a Ken Shamrock fan since he was in mixed martial arts. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Gonna be Connor, great. what about you? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to say it without a. I mean, there's just. Uh, I don't know how to say it with this. I'm not gonna say it. Uh, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know. As, as a creator, it... I mean, it's your baby, Connor. So I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's something. Yeah, it's it's something. Yeah, <laughs> it's understandable that guess, it's kind of speechless, man. I guess. Um, I mean, I want to get a lot of superheroes on here, if you know what I mean. Um, ah, I mean, there's a guy who carries a snake. Um, someone O'Reilly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I see. I see so I guess, where you're going with that. I think I think O'Reilly, uh, O'Reilly, like O'Reilly engine parts, or I don't know. His name's O'Reilly. Um, <laughs> O'Reilly engine parts. <laughs> it's is to get uh, O'Reilly on here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be would be awesome. You know, I think if we can if we keep doing what we're doing, and just 
you know, keep promoting our, promoting the show, tweeting it. You know, I think if we keep doing what we're doing, I think we'll keep growing. And, you know, Connor has been great about getting it promoted every week. You know, he's always on top of everything and just putting in the work. You know, there's a lot of behind the scenes that, you know, yeah. you, you don't see that Connor does. Like, he makes our wonderful match graphics, you know, for us. He does, you know, he does that. He, he makes sure that, you know, he's reaching out to different guests, potentially. He's doing all, you know, he's doing a lot of work. So um, if you guys can, leave, leave you know, Connor a thank you in the comment section. Show him your appreciation. Tweet, tweet him out. You know, leave a comment for him. Let him know how much you appreciate him. Because without Connor, we would not be here with this wonderful podcast. And I'm thankful that he's given us a platform to discuss. We have a lot of different opinions, but one thing that we do have in common is we are very passionate about AEW, and we are very passionate about the show. So, Connor, yeah. thank you very much. You are amazing and a good friend and a great producer. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh. Somebody's going to have to get kicked Sorry. off. Oh, no. Um, oh, is somebody fighting down the comment section? Yeah. Oh, Lordy. Oh, come on, Ethan. You guys really? Can we be friends? Oh, no. What's going on in the chat? <laughs> I don't know. Well, David and Ethan, if you don't well, cut sorry. that out, you're going to have to go one-on-one on two with The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the chat too, man. Thank you all man, for tuning in yes. with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have I have so much yes. fun interacting with the chat. <laughs> the chat cracks me up, and and it felt my. I mean, we saw it yesterday in the in the dynamite when someone says it was great to see me back, and I appreciate that. So, but it's also great mm-hmm. talking to all you guys because you know, like like Lane said, like we all share that passion for AEW. Like I lost yeah. it a long time ago because WWE wasn't, and then AEW came around, and now I found a, a wrestling family now. So I, I I couldn't ask for a better thing to do than be a part of this podcast. So and thank you, Connor for reaching out to me and, and asking me if I wanted to do it. So I, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. You guys are all awesome. Just yeah, like, always uh, remember that. I like having everyone on. Uh, yeah, everyone we've had on. Uh, I don't pick just anyone to be on. Um, you know, I really look deep and hard and I really tell that they're a real AEW fan, like not just anyone. Um, yeah. and I feel like you guys were – best selections to pick from uh, like the best people to have on this podcast yeah smart man I remember, like when i got that message you know and i was i was super curious to see what it was about and i'm so glad i accepted it man yeah oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest in the comment section this is our anniversary going to war like, in the on, chat, like, you don't want you don't want to get into a you know a loser leaves town match like me and connor almost had yeah, hair versus hair match. That'd be funny. Hair versus hair match. Match. <laughs> yeah, I can't I be can't in that match, as you lost. can see. I just. <laughs> well, I think Adam, I think Adam lost. Then I'm out. I'm out. Or actually, maybe me, actually no. Adam, we could do a beard versus beard match. No, no, no. no. I'm not putting this online on anything, man. He's no. not. No, he's, okay, he's not giving that up. No, I'm not giving it up, man. I'll forfeit. I'll just leave town. I don't care. <laughs> he took time with that one. He ain't letting it go. What would that be? Would that be like yeah. an electric razor on a pole match, or what would that be? <laughs> electric <laughs> razor. Insert insert Book on it. a pole match. Like this. <laughs> That's a, that's a, a match right match. there. 
books. It just books itself. It books That's itself, exactly. Right <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like, match. it's so weird that those matches like come about. Like the whole, uh, like I still laugh about the Dominic, you know, custody on a pole match. Or Yeah, that, that was silly. <laughs> how about the, how about Bagwell's mom? The Kettle from Hell match, like between Al Snow and who was a big boss man? <laughs> If yes, big boss man. That everywhere. match was so bad. The dogs didn't do anything. <laughs> they weren't even. Tra- they weren't trained at all. They just kind of walked around like like they were, you know, domesticated dogs like at home. They were just walking around taking shit. Like it was gross and bad. It was almost as bad as when we did uh, one of the WCW streams, and it was Hogan versus you know the big boss man in just a one-on-one match. And this is, and I can't remember his name is WCW. But when people complain about how many botches are in AEW, I'm like, go back and watch that match and tell, exactly. me, and tell me that there was not a lot more botches than what you would see on a normal Dynamite or WWE show now. He was watching uh, WCW Nitro. It was a good match. Now Randy Savage versus Lex Luger, I believe. Then out yeah, of nowhere, Then out of nowhere, all I hear is, let me tell you something, brother. And he just ruined the whole vibe. Right? Yeah. Coco's so, so got to make it about himself. He's got to make match. it about himself. It a good match yeah. and everything. And all I hear is, well, let me tell you something, brother. Just ruined the whole vibe. I think Hogan was one of the most, <laughs> most selfish but it's, people. It's hard to believe, but his New Japan stuff was on another level. Like, I've I seen something on Twitter where he was doing a lot of moves you don't see. Yeah, he was actually doing really? wrestling moves in New Japan. What? No way. Big boot and uh, leg drop. So no, like, no, no, uh, no, like hulking up, brother. He actually does like a suplex. Well, I think he actually did. Uh, he actually did wrestling moves. I mean, it was it was kind of crazy to see. But America, in America, he, he you know he gives you the the hulk up. He gives you the big the big boot and then a leg drop. One, two, three. That's it. And then he says, "Future vitamins." Good so night, children. Japan, did anyone read up on, on an article saying that Sasha Banks is going to be at New Japan Pro Wrestling? I heard Wrestling that. Kingdom? I've I heard about that. that. Wrestling Kingdom that. 15. No, that's news to me. Yeah, that's I just read it. I read it today because apparently there's a rumor going on that because they just started that whole promotion with Stardom as well, that New Japan is working with Stardom right now. And Kara, uh, Kara Sane, who used to be Kara Sane, yeah. is their women's yeah. champion yeah. right now. So apparently the rumor is that Sasha Banks may be wrestling her at the Wrestle Kingdom 17. That would be oh, awesome. Oh, snap. And then you that's, yeah, that's, bring her back oh, that's what I read. Maybe. Huh. And like yeah. I said, I kind of don't trust dirt sheets, but I mean, a lot of people were saying it. Do not. But you, look, not at, but you, look, but you look at her, her, yeah. her, her, her social media. She's been training with like Juventud Guerrero. She's been training with Bandito. Like mm-hmm. Sasha Banks has been doing all this stuff with, you know, the the like almost like lucha libre wrestlers so and wrestle kingdom i don't know how that's gonna transition i'm not trying to get my hopes up for the january 11th dynamite for who soraya's mystery opponent is going to be but the fact that it's promoted so far out the fact that they had kira hogan already facing jade Mm. the only people who i think it could be and who are going to actually live up to the hype they're the only person who i think it could be that will not cause a meltdown on Twitter would be Sasha Banks. Yep. I think it's probably going to be Tony yeah. Storm, but... Uh, yeah. I like but Tony. Yeah. I feel like I mean, they really... I say being either... Yeah, uh, we were talking about this last night. It's AJ Lee. Yeah, we were talking about that. Because AJ Lee's last match was yeah. against Paige, right? Uh, so yeah. I, but, if, but if AJ Lee's coming, Punk's coming back. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. see that. Brock's right. not coming also, back. He's not coming back. Also, it's not going to happen. No. It's not happening. Oh, I cannot not. have this discussion right well, now. Never say I never. Nothing. Like you, I, I feel like you're just looking into the stars for any sign if that he's coming back. If she does, it's not. It's not. It's not happening. He, they took him off the cover of Fight Forever. It's not. Well, happening. he's still in the game. Actually, he's still going. Yeah, he's, he's in the he's game, in the game still. Off the cover. I wonder if it's Chris Gatlander. I was gonna say maybe it's Thunder Rosa, a returning Thunder, Thunder Rosa from Ninja. Yeah, that's another oh, one that's coming yeah. up. That should be close. What was yeah. Yeah. Thunder out with? Uh, ACL. I think she tore her ACL, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, she tore one ACL the first time, and then this last time she tore the opposite. She's a tall girl too. That's yeah. She's very tall. But look so how many women ACLs. she put over and gave them like the best matches. Some of them were not the safest mm. of wrestlers to work with. True. You know? She's yeah, like I said. Think... She was the workhorse before Tony Storm. Mm. Mm. I think that uh, that's fair to say. I think if Satlander comes back, it's probably going to be facing Jade right away, because for some mm. ungodly reason, Tony Khan decided, oh. Nine month injury, we'll wait for you to get this title. That's what, that's what they're doing. Like, they're gonna wait and have her be the one, which I, w- yeah. I want her to be the next TV as champion. Yeah. But I feel like you, you can't got, just wait nine months like that. But like, they got no. um, well, it is possible to come back earlier than that. Seth Rollins did it like really, really early. He is possible, but I would be putting like maybe putting it on a Ruby Soho or Sheeta. Um, I would, yeah, I would have put it on Athena, at, yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think not putting on Athena was a misstep. I think like I think Athena's lined up. I think lined up. Yeah, I was gonna say Athena's probably yeah. lined up to win the ROH title. I think. Yeah, if you Athena know, wins yeah. the ROH title, then I'm fine. Oh, I can go for that. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a crazy honestly, like next year for sure. I honestly thought Serena Deeb would win a title this year, and and she didn't. That was surprising. Her, her, yeah, her, her her professor character is so good. It was so over. Like I was just so waiting it. for her to win the title, yeah. you know? I mean, she had the NWA. Was it the NWA women's title she had for a while? Yeah, she had that. Yeah. She, yeah. she had that for a while. So. She should have been lined up to have the ROH title, I think. I mean, either yeah. that or the TBS title. I mean, mm. you, you could have right. thrown her. She could have been the one really made her the workhorse of that division. Actually, I've heard the TVS tells us to prop for Jade at this point. Like how it long they've kept it on her, like just a prop for her. Yeah. I just wonder it, I wonder what you do with Jade once once Jade doesn't have the title. Well, what she, she does is mm-hmm. I'm not gonna it's it, it, someone's on Rena Shavir, like and I don't agree with Jim Cornell on many things, but he said this, um you know, she's married to Roderick Strong, like one of the best persons to get trained by. If she doesn't get it by Roderick Strong, she's not getting it in AEW. She yeah. went to the NXT. She didn't get it there. Yeah. Performance Center. She didn't mm. get it there. Where? How is she, like how? How else do we fix this? Like she's been in NXT. She's married to Roderick Strong. Yeah. Didn't get it in WWE. Um, I mean, she's I not know. listening to Punk or or Danielson I, or or. I feel like uh, I feel like Dustin mm. Rose's uh, Dustin Rose's um, his uh. In Texas, his uh wrestling school would be good. Yeah, he's uh, got his uh his um Rhodes or 
what is it called? I can't. I think it's like Rhodes Family or something like that, or Night. Because I guess like the Rhodes Academy or something. Yeah, Rhodes. Yeah, because center there, center there, center to QT. But people out like oh, I who are we talking about? Justin Rhodes Maria. Wrestling School. Oh, Maria oh. Marina. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. She's right. never. No, no, she's never going to learn how to wrestle. What are you talking about? Well, well like I was saying. <laughs> it's never that, happening. Well, like, she doesn't have it by now. She's never going to get it. Yeah, like I'm saying that, like, like Marina's. I hate to. Right? I hate to. And like, I, I know we never agree on Jim Cornette stuff, but you said like she's married to Roderick Strong. She's not getting. He's the best person to get trained by. The best, one of the best wrestlers. She's not getting it there. She was in WWE. She didn't get it there at the Performance Center. She didn't get it in NXT. She's for sure not getting it now in AEW. But she has there's plenty of good people. William Regal, Danielson. So many great people to get trained by. She needs to go back to mixed martial arts. That's what she's trying yeah, to do. Or no, how many bites of apple do you get? You know, well, like people are trying to. Like, like, a lot of people, a lot of people are trying to make it personal, and that like, that like, I hate the person. I'm so Marina. sorry for her. I I don't hate Marina as a person. It's just I'm sure she's nice. Yeah, yeah, I, know, I feel like uh, she's just not a good wrestler. That's all. I'm not either. Most you of us aren't. Yeah, a lot of people don't transition well from a sport to another sport. I mean that. I mean that's it. There's some. There's some that do. Like I hate to say it, Brock Lesnar kind of did pretty well transitioning from mixed yeah. mart, from actually football. He actually did football yeah. and amateur wrestling, and then went to uh, WWE, and then he went to MMA, won the title there, and came back, and he still had what he had. You know. Yeah. I mean, but there's mm-hmm. some people like you know Marina Shafir and. When she first came in, Ronda Rousey. Rousey got it down pretty well. Yeah. But now she's just like going through the motions. It looks like she doesn't even want to be there. You know, she's just right. there for a check. So it's kind of like I, yeah. some people I like I understand like like we say we we have nothing against the person. It's just how yeah. they do it in that profession. That profession's mm-hmm. probably not for you. Exactly. Or do what Cal Shamrock did. Check it on TV time. That Ricky be that UFC fighter in your matches. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Brock like is a great actual amateur wrestler. Marina Shafir, Ronda Rousey are not like that. That's yeah. why they're. That's why Brock, Brock is a freak of nature. Well. That's what he is. Brock is. He's also just insane. Yeah, I, I love. Uh, I love Brock Lesnar's work. Have you ever uh, guys heard about uh, Wade Barrett's uh, thing on Brock Lesnar? Like a story about Brock Lesnar? <laughs> yes, I haven't heard it. Oh my! If you get God. a chance, go watch it, Mister Jacobs. It's that hilarious. kid was crazy. Like following Brock around, you don't follow a giant into man the, that size into the bathroom. bathroom. You don't follow a giant around, and like into the oh bathroom. Then, oh, I did hear this story. I heard the story when whenever he yelled at a kid for for going to the bathroom with him. You don't mess with Brock. I don't care yeah. if he's a wrestler. Why would you go to the bathroom, the bathroom with him anyway? That's what just anybody weird. that size don't follow them into the bathroom. Well, don't follow him in general. Don't, don't follow <laughs> anyone in the bathroom. It's bad karma, man. It's just bad <laughs> karma. At least if you're going to approach him, don't do it that way. Like it was uh, yeah. Wade Barrett and all them at the gym, and then like they were, he was like they were getting ready to leave, and Brock went to the, to the restroom, and this creepy kid just acts so weird and like tries to like no one's seeing him. Then he goes into the bathroom, and then Wade Barrett was like, "We should have told him something. They knew something bad was going to happen." And all they hear was selection of that. Point. Like, do you know what what a, what a Brock Lesnar said? <laughs> that, you know, I know he cussed him out. I'm not sure I'm not exactly what he said. 
It was. I really cussed the little kid out. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, that's natural selection. <laughs> Kids got to learn but somehow. I'm, Might be dead. I mean, what you think was gonna happen? Somehow. You know. <laughs> get suplexed through the wall, like just, I just imagine that incredible meme. Oh, it gets F five F five down the window. Just, just have Brock Lesnar just pick up one of the machines and just sit on his legs gently so he can't move. And just walk right. <laughs> just walk off. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone, but I have to get going right now. It's been hey, fun man, talking. We appreciate you having on. Thank you, man, for being a part of this one year episode with us. You're great, man. Oh yeah, Thanks man. Again, Thanks man. for stopping in, man. Love you. I'll yeah. Best if, uh... of luck to you. Best of luck to you Thank transferring you. schools, bud. Thanks. Uh, I'll try. I'll see if I can be on tomorrow. I, I probably will be able to. I don't think I. Have I should time. be able to be on tomorrow too. I should I'll be just, good. I'll I'll be procrastinating my my studying for finals, but at this point, it does not matter. So, Uh-oh. I will yeah. see y'all tomorrow then. Uh, All right, man. Take care. care. <laughs> man, this has been a fun show. Kind of started 20s, off a little. Yeah. How about twenty ACL hurts? My mom's had it twice, oh. and she did what Thunder Rosa did. She hurt it, and then she hurt her. I'm trying to like sit here. It's just painful sitting here. Aren't you hurt with your ACL? Huh? Didn't you break your ACL or hurt your ACL? Uh, ACL and MCL. What did you do? Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, yeah, right. kick someone. <laughs> I'll tell. I, I prefer to tell everyone off camera because it's. Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. Just, I've just, been through the same injury. Just uh, I, I was playing football when that happened, like when I was in high school. Connor just bro kicked to you know the guy that was hacking into our, our account a couple months ago. <laughs> Found out who was and just bro kicked him. He said, one does." <laughs> Ouch! He just bro kicked too hard. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's been a great first show, you guys. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our awesome night um make sure you guys you know check out talking elite every week hosted by myself um, i'm gonna try to have as many you know people on our show as possible so we can just have great conversations different topics every week uh, don't forget to watch our rampage stream along tomorrow night and then don't forget mm-hmm. to check out next wednesday we're going to be having our show for wednesday all right and we don't forget monday we're doing the watch along or is it tuesday uh yeah, monday. monday yeah i want to do it yeah, so either Monday or Tuesday, we'll continue our CM Punk watch along. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Wait, what's the CM Punk watch along? Oh, I'll ask that later. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Uh, we, did a- <laughs> <laughs> we, watched, uh, we watched Best in the World. Um, we watched Best in the World and stream and then uh, streamed our, our reactions with it and had a great conversation uh, about Punk and how, Ooh, how things are kind of mirrored now. There's a lot of things I didn't, I didn't know about CM Punk. Mm-hmm. That documentary. Uh, so thanks, yeah, you know, was come, really I'll have to come by show. for that one. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, yeah, Carly, you should. Do you? Uh, <laughs> does anyone have feelings on Punk? <laughs> does anyone have Peacock like the streaming service? No. I do. It's yeah, uh, I got it. yeah. It's on Peacock. CM Punk, best in the world. There's a lot of things about Punk I didn't know. Um, he has a family, but it's not actually his biological family. Like yeah. people, yeah, and like how he went straight edge with his character. Like his real life is is his character. Uh, he transitioned like drug free, all that into his character, and it, it's mm-hmm. he basically put everything in the, his life. Well, and it becomes a lot of like Roddy Piper and yeah, you know, 
stuff from, but it's a it's a, it's a great documentary. A lot of things I didn't it was know about. Great. A lot of things I didn't know about CM Punk and a lot of things that if it wasn't for Paul Heyman, he probably wouldn't he wouldn't have made it this far. Yeah, Paul Heyman sure. definitely helped his career for sure, big time. Well, interesting. Yeah, so follow us on uh, Twitter, yeah. subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to us on Spotify, Podbeam. We're going to be uploading different shows, our different interviews, more on that this coming year. Uh, so thank you guys for being a part of our All Elite Zone Talking Elite episode number one. Happy anniversary. Take care, guys. Have a good night. Connor, sign us off. Hit that like, hit that like and bell. <laughs> hit it. Well, hit it. Subscribe. Buy merch. Subscribe. Hey, buy merch. Join ding us. Ding the, the bell. Ding the bell. <laughs> ding it. Yeah, you pretty much said it all. Um, we'll see you guys Friday for Rampage. Tomorrow for Rampage. Take Thanks care. for watching, everyone. Peace. Bye.